0: What's going on, everybody? Uh, Another podcast is in the books. Yesterday, I had the privilege of hanging out with my man Hadlin, the Hypnotist. And he is not just a hypnotist. He is also a mentalist, a magician, a TEDx speaker, a YouTuber, a podcaster, and a martial artist. So lots to talk about with this one. And I was really happy we got into some really cool topics. You know, being on stage and public speaking and putting on a performance in front of an audience is so many of our biggest fears. But Hadlin has really taken that head on and he's really grown into a hell of a performer. And if you haven't yet seen him perform, I suggest you do it or maybe check out his YouTube channel. Um, even his Instagram is awesome with a lot of really cool one-minute videos of him doing some magic. Um, he's just a really cool guy to talk to. And we dive into... So yeah, we dive into the fear of being on stage... Um, what it's like to have a good show, and what it's like to have a not-so-good show. I could only imagine. Um, but we also dive into cool topics like cutting all your safety nets and going all in, which is something that he did in 2011. Um, he shared a really cool story about kind of what um, what he did to start Hadlin the Hypnotist, the guy we know today. Um, and I'm blabbering too much. So without further ado, I welcome you. Podcast number 37 with Hadlin the Hypnotist. Enjoy. Thanks guys. See where this can kind of sit. So you're gonna be panting right there, hey Leila. Watch your breath.
1: I am in the nomadic ninja studio. Woohoo! We're about to do this thing. But uh oh no, does it record <laughs> oh, on! Oh Let's there's a thing. little bird right there. It's Layla
0: cool ate there. her first bird yesterday, or two days ago, didn't you? Oh, here we go. Ate a bird. Yeah. it's a slow-moving bird, and I wasn't sure if she'd do it, and they made eye contact with each other, and then she's like... She just put it in her mouth and crunched it, dropped it, and stepped on it twice, and then like, looked at me and was like... <laughs> <laughs> Did I do good? I was like, Jesus. Wow. Do you follow nature's metal? No. Man. They are such a violent Instagram page. It just shows like um, like animals killing other animals, like it just real life, just shows nature, you know, nature is metal, it's rough out there. And they just get like a bunch of like really good footage and that's yep. what their whole page is all about. But oh, cool. that's why I wanted to test it because they, they had a video of three dogs and a chicken on this little like coop thing, like a little like box. And the chicken like kind of looked down and the three dogs like looked up at it and the one realized it could reach it and just went, just put it in its mouth, and all three of them just ripped it into three pieces. Oof. And the caption all it said was, your dog is a wolf. And then if, if you don't think so, don't feed your dog for a week and then put a chicken in front of it. And I was like, holy <laughs> crap. I didn't do that to her, but oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool.
1: Alright, you ready to go? Uh yeah. So I should probably turn, I think this is off. I think camera. Ring off. Turn off vibration. Uh, turn off my alarm just in case I have one. Nice. And I would Never turn know. this
0: fan on, but I'm not sure if it's going to disrupt the volume. So, yeah, like I said, if you start getting hot, I'll see it, but I'll maybe hit the fan and just hope yeah. that it doesn't disrupt the volume too much. We're recording straight to there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, it actually picks up the volume good. So even if you <coughs> lean oh, so back, I, I, back I, I think it'll still it'll okay. still get you. Okay. Yeah, cuz like that's that's where Dylan was. He was leaned back quite a bit and I think I even had the phone a little bit further back, so oh. we should be all right. Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, buddy. Yeah, man. Appreciate for it. having me. This is awesome. It's funny that now the two times we've talked face to face, both been on podcasts, eh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was on yours and now yeah. you're on mine, so it's kind of oh, cool. Yeah. It's a cool experience that you really get to know somebody.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and you don't get to have that type of experience normally
0: right on day to day even with like close friends I find sometimes it's rare to actually like have like a one-on-one like engaging conversation where like just because the podcast is recording now you almost just have to talk so there's no like dull you can't just like open your phone and scroll for a bit and then (laughs) go back into a conversation exactly you're just kind of forced to like go back and forth so I've been enjoying like the the art form of like having a flowy conversation right you know exactly and so it keeping the ball rolling yeah
1: so that people always have something to, to hear exactly and
0: and I think that's you know I'm sure you guys have experienced this with your podcast but like listening intently like really being engaging in what they're saying as mm-hmm. opposed to just asking a question and then while you're talking I'm already I already know what I'm going to say next And that's the tricky part for me is to like really listen to what they're saying and then, you know, hit them with a question that's relevant to what they just finished with.
1: It's uh, almost like mental martial arts.
0: Yeah, it really is. Like, that's a good... I think there is a podcast called Mental Martial Arts. Actually? I think Brian Callen a, okay. might have a podcast Brian called Callen? Mental Martial Arts. He's a comedian. Oh, no, I know. Okay, I'm, you oh, know. Yeah, okay. Him
1: and Chris D'Elia, they, oh, yeah.
0: they just gel yeah, so well yeah. together. Yeah, it's so wow. good. Man, it's, that's awesome that you know those guys. Yeah. Their humor together is like exactly what makes me laugh the most. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Anytime I see them two together, I have to watch it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Perfect. So yeah, and just so everybody knows, like I, I got uh, Hadlin the hypnotist on. I mean, you got you got a bunch of different titles. You know, you're a hypnotist, a
1: magician, a mentalist. W- what is a mentalist? Can a you- mentalist that's performance mind reading. I don't want to go in the same route as other mentalists because, in my belief, it's mind reading is not real, mm. in in the definition, but the way that I perform it using. Conjuring techniques, sleight of hand, misdirection performance creates that illusion that I can mind read. But I am not. Okay. But it looks right, just like what you would think it would look like. So
0: That's cool. I like that you're like honest about that fact. Cause I, I don't know <laughs> if it was David Blaine or who it was, but they were really honest about like, I'm not doing magic. I'm tricking you. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest about that, but it's your job to see where the trick is exactly you know and like that makes it even more challenging.
1: They say that magicians are actually the most honest mm. because in our line of work, we're blatantly telling you that we're lying to you right, whereas other lines of work they don't tell you right <laughs> right yeah, that's kind of kind it's of, kind of a little a, yeah, a loophole but. And so, what
0: else do you do? So those three things, and then, like, I know you're, uh, you're like a YouTuber. You, you yeah. create a lot of like online content.
1: Yeah. So all the online content is just essentially to enhance my, my brand. Mm. To like a funnel you know, e- exactly. So maybe get a few followers here and there, and then potentially they'll hire me for a show one day. Nice. Or they'll buy a ticket when I tour or whatever. Nice. I, I can definitely see long term. If you can get a good following, especially on YouTube, then you can sell right. out your shows just based on that audience. Right. Not even like putting posters up for right, right, for right. That city. You know what I mean. So but you find YouTube is a good uh,
0: I, platform I, I, for generating actual.
1: It hasn't generated anything yet. But but not not necessarily. So that's just the way I see it coming.
0: Okay. Like not necessarily money, but even just ge- like some platforms are good at like. Um, they'll actually generate people that are like interested in coming to your show where some is just a visual and they're only liking from afar where some
1: platforms can really draw people in. Right. Does that make sense? It does because when people go and check out my YouTube they can see more in-depth because I vlog, I do other artistic performance videos and then like full length shows and whatnot. So if you like watch a few You'll get a good grasp of who I really am yeah and I feel like I feel like because I have those videos like I've I don't even know how many videos but I feel like I have booked shows Mm. just because people are look me up on YouTube and they're like oh okay yeah yeah yeah, I like this
0: guy that's the nice thing with the different platforms too is because like and especially for like a live performer is like Instagram you can't always see exactly how they might perform or how they are yeah So live, yeah, short, yeah, it's like a nice filtered picture or like a one minute little clip. It whereas YouTube, it's kind of like you can post whatever you want on there, like Mm -hmm. long format of you doing your thing and your character. They get to see your sense of humor, you know. And it would probably be a little bit easier for them to reach out and be like, yeah, this guy's awesome. He's our he's our type of guy.
1: I think so. Yeah, I. That's awesome. You know, after you mentioned that, I do remember earlier this year, I went to Vancouver, for just just to walk around and do magic, and that was because of my. My YouTube presence mm. and I, I only have a thousand subscribers, right. but I that's odd. Awesome. They, they saw Loyal some of the videos, and, and then yeah, nice. Where are you from? Saskatoon, Saskatoon, yeah, born and raised. No, born shit. And raised. You? nice. Yes, uh, well,
0: Warman, Warman. Right. Right, 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 kind of Saskatoon. Right. Same thing. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, um, what kind of kid were you when you were younger? Were you uh, like I was shy, a- shy, super shy, man. No, uh, shit.
1: more than one person looked at me, and I would turn beat red and like. I just didn't want that at all.
0: Man, I love that you, this is always fascinating to me when you have someone who started out one way and throughout their life, whatever, we might get into what, you know, maybe catapulted you into this guy that's performing in front of a bunch of people. But it's just, it's always entertaining to me to hear someone being (laughs) like, oh, I was shy, like, you know, I had trouble like talking to girls or doing this, doing that. And now here you are, this like online presence and real life presence, talking in front of adults, kids, you name it. And Mm -hmm. like... (laughs) doing it like well well thanks dude so like thank you what happened you know is it was there like maybe a distinct time when you were younger that
1: it's when I found magic ah. that's when magic broke me out of my shell really yeah and I how did
0: you first find magic was was there internet back then did you like yeah
1: that's actually okay so my family will say I started magic when I was eight because like I had a magic kit but technically I didn't go and dive into it hardcore until after high school. Okay. And that's when I started just consuming and learning and learning. And the internet was the best thing about, uh, what was it, Demonoid? Do you remember that? Mm, It was a a platform that you could download torrents. Okay. And I downloaded so much magic. Was it kind of like a lime wire? It's kind of, exactly. Was it Before yeah. LimeWire. Yeah. Uh, about the same about time the same as time, LimeWire. Okay. Maybe just after LimeWire. Some, but.
0: And so you were downloading Magic. Yeah. Shows.
1: I, I pirated a lot of Magic DVDs and allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I buy them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because now I know you're supporting the creator. <laughs> right. And, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, like.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. It, it was just a great resource, and then that learning, you know, simple tricks because magician another way magicians can make money is by creating tricks mm. and selling them to other magicians oh no so shit. so though that's those are the videos that i was downloading okay and learning from yeah and from there i got that the magic bug so to speak and then started buying bad magic great magic mm. and yeah so when yeah, you
0: were you
1: said you were in grade eight or
0: eight years old when you first eight years old was my first
1: old. card trick and then I did some rope magic as well where I would like make a knot disappear oh wow Those super simple stuff but... and that
0: didn't like kickstart it you didn't really feel well like...
1: it I was always interested like every time there was a David Blaine special I watched it right. the, the magician with the mask I watched all of his specials okay and then David Copperfield specials. So, mm. like, I've always watched all of them. And I, like, always tried to figure it out and study it. Mm. And I I feel like even though I didn't technically, you know, practice sleight of hand, I was still practicing the deceptive side of things. Right. I was always, like, trying to trick people. Right. Like, all throughout elementary ah. and high school, I was always trying to trick people. No shit. Like, and it didn't really dawn on me till later that, like, that's... Uh, that's what I'm that's what I am right
0: so that that almost like would help not mask but like help you cope with being shy it's like now you have a reason to maybe not be shy now you're like trying to not manipulate but like you're playing with people now it's like oh I want to try this and maybe that helped you kind of like blossom out of that that shell
1: that's exactly what it was at, at first if I were to analyze it it was performing for people I hid behind my trick Oh, okay. So I was still kind of shy, right? But I was still talking with them. But it was like, is this this is the trick? Mm. You're watching the trick, not me. Right. Right. You know?
0: Distraction. Yeah. Nice. And
1: some of my first shows, I even would have my case, my little bag of tricks, you know, yeah. and I would perform behind it. Oh so yeah. So it yeah. would be kind of blocking right. like a quarter of my body. Yeah. So I was still kind of hiding. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's cool. So then, were your parents, like, was your family really supportive? Because, like, I'm just thinking, yep. like, a lot of the times people, like, want to do something that's a little bit off the beaten path, and, like, they'll right. just, they're like, okay, hey, like, wake up to reality. Like, that's not a job.
1: I'm lucky, man. Yeah. Really? They're I'm super, super lucky. Yeah. Every gift. In, no matter what I wanted to do when I was a kid, growing up, the, they were just supportive. That's of amazing. Everything.
0: That's awesome.
1: And I think, I think it all just stems back to my grandparents, because they, they did what they wanted and mm. moved to Canada from yep. the Philippines, and I think just that mentality trickled down to my mom and then now to me. We do what we want. Yeah.
0: So Philippines, that's where your family's from?
1: Yeah, that's um, that's my mom's side, and I'm also half Hungarian and English.
0: Oh no way! Okay, yeah. a cool mix. Yeah. Nice.
1: I, I call myself a uh, United Nations sometimes. I got so, <laughs> yes. like there's like set eight things. Yeah. Eight different uh, nationalities or nice. countries. Yeah. So then, uh,
0: so out of high school now, now that you're downloading these torrents and like watching videos and learning, right. um, when did it kind of like, like were you working regular jobs or did you somehow kind of go right into working for yourself and performing and, and earning money? <coughs> or what did you yeah. do right out of high school?
1: Right out of high school, went to university for two years. For and what? It, uh, just like arts, and, arts, sciences arts and crafts for yeah arts and crafts yeah. just first year studies for both my first and second years because I was just trying everything yeah all the while I kept learning magic mm. working like sport check and SaskTel okay and was a bouncer at one point oh shit just did a, a bunch Make of you
0: disappear <laughs> a awesome.
1: bunch of jobs man yeah, yeah. Like
0: it, and did you know like during why you're doing those jobs did you kind of know that like magic was the thing like not you're really so like, oh, okay
1: not exactly it's just every time I performed some, for somebody they would freak out hmm. and then slowly but surely people started saying hey you should like you should do more shows and then because like I was doing little ones like for birthday parties or like okay. small gatherings at houses for like pennies yeah I wasn't really charging what I should have been anyways but right. it was good experience and It wasn't until 2011 where there was a point where, okay, I was getting a lot of inquiries for Christmas parties. Mm. And I either had to quit my job and take all of the inquiries, take all the bookings that are coming in, or say no to them and continue working at SASTEL. Ooh, so what'd you do? You obviously uh, obviously took it. Wow. I took it. I took the dive. And looking back, I wasn't actually ready. I I should never are no no there's always hindsight's always 2020 yeah yeah yeah. there's always
0: that whole saying where it's like jump off the cliff and learn how to fly when you're while while you're falling exactly you know and it's it's good that you had the courage and and I've
1: hit the ground so many times
0: this journey yeah it's it's, yeah I'm sure that's awesome so (laughs) What was that like when you, cause man, like leaving security is terrifying, especially like when it comes to financial security, like it, it's right. what holds so many people in the job that they might not like. They're just scared to take that leap of faith. And that's yep. basically what it is. A leap of faith. You have faith in yourself that you can actually follow through and make this work, yep. but you also don't know yeah. that you're going into the <laughs> unknown. So what, like, is there anything that like, you know, your parents instilled in you or like, how are you able to face such a scary Time like
1: that is terrifying. Yeah, I know. It, you just it's kind of a weird like, thing. I don't know. Like a fuck it in you. A, a little bit of that, because yeah. uh, just all the training I've ever done is you don't quit at something. Right. You're not tired, and mm. you just persist through it. Right. No matter what it is. And how are
0: the other jobs making you feel? Because I know how other jobs made me feel, and it's one of the biggest reasons why I sold all my stuff and moved into the van is to pursue martial arts. Is like they they killed my soul. I felt like I was slowly dying.
1: Yep, exactly. Every time I was at one of my jobs, I was just trying to figure out how I could not do my job while I was there. Right, me too. I would do the best job I could at completing things quick so that I could just not do it
0: anymore that's good motivation though hey eh? yeah that's good motivation because so. yeah like once an opportunity does come you're willing to pull the trigger because you know where your mind's at with that job you know so if something else comes you're like yeah get me out of here yeah oh yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah so are you with these jobs that you took on um were they, they were paid jobs obviously like you were you're you're making money that yeah. early on yeah yeah
1: um you're talking like magic yeah yeah or whatever Mm
0: -hmm. the gigs were that the inquiries were that you made you quit your old job. exactly yeah so
1: that was mainly uh, the Christmas season and Christmas season is from mid-November to mid-January okay and that's where small window to make bank make a lot of money that you at the time I didn't know that you should make it stretch for the whole year right I'm rich. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, I spent a lot of it. I did a bunch of traveling. Okay, nice. And then uh, went, went broke. Yeah. And I was like, shit. Uh-oh, do I need to get a job now? But I didn't. I just I ate bare bones food for a wow. long time. Wow, toughed, toughed it out. And just kept on grinding and trying to book more shows. and. No shit. Yeah. That's yeah a- so that was a pretty tough lesson right off the hop
0: no shit how long so you haven't gone back to like working like a regular no. job since
1: 2011 yeah, no. 2011 you just cut all safety nets <laughs> yeah
0: sick that's so awesome man and um, so that's with magic like this is all
1: mostly that was magic. I started with magic Okay. and then 2012 I started started learning hypnosis Wow. and started implementing a little bit of in into my shows as I performed magic and then 2013 or something is when I offered a full just hypnosis show mm. for people to buy Sick. and now I've been doing both and the hypnosis side of the business has grown and uh, actually exceeded the magic side really of the business now so
0: no shit yeah that's pretty cool man i've I've heard that a lot where like a lot of like creatives or people that just work for themselves you should like have kind of like a strong base at something Mm -hmm. while slowly working and building on something else because you never know when it's gonna either meet the other one halfway or start surpassing and then you can maybe put more energy into this while still growing the other one and it kind of just goes up and down yeah that's genius
1: exactly it's a it's it's a good pairing of skills I believe cuz they're both very similar they're both very mysterious right and they fit together so I still have shows where I perform both and then shows where I perform one or the other
0: right okay so was there a time that you can recall that was kind of like your first big show like the first time like they somebody hired Hadlin and he's going out to like go on a stage and there's people watching like do you recall that first
1: i i recall my first biggest show which was for I believe like five or six hundred people at Saskatoon, Inn. Ooh, that's and a they crowd. Had, they had screens and then a live camera feed going to the screens. Wow! Pressure, yeah, lots of pressure. Yeah, how'd was you do? Super nervous. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I have some video from it, and I I tried something that like it's not a hundred percent, and it worked flawlessly. Nice. It was great.
0: Cause that's the scary thing. Hey, a lot of it is trial and error. Like it's like you're running the ship, so it's like you have to try different things that might work. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, is there anything that you do to help you overcome fear before going out? Like, I'm just thinking... Yeah, I have a routine. Okay. Yeah. To kind of get your mind right.
1: I listen to, uh, Till I Collapse by Eminem. Okay. In headphones. And I just, that gets me into the zone. Nice. And I just vibe out to that song and
0: that's it. It's so interesting to me, like, just coming from the, the martial art background and, like, competing and fighting... I just uh went to my buddy uh Dilly bat he was performing as well, and mm-hmm. we're we're in the v i p getting ready for him to to walk out and do his fight, which is a hip hop performance but yeah. headphone's in you know he's like getting in the zone, you know and it's like it's 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 not like uh it's not uh awkward's not the right word, but there's like a weird energy in the air where you you don't wanna you just want to let him do his thing. If he needs you, you're there for him, but he's he's in the zone, like let him get dialed in. And so like, right. you, you kind of have that same dialed thing, in. headphones that's in, exactly get dialed yeah. in, get your mind right, and then you can go out. Yep, That's amazing. Oh. So the, so that's kind of it, is the Eminem song. You listen to that and you're pretty much good. That's the song, yep.
1: Nice. I, it, I actually will occasionally listen to it uh, in the mornings just because there's something about that song that just it, it gets me good. into the right frame of mind. Oh, shit. So if I want to, if I know I need to crush a day, Right. That's when That's I listen to that song and I just execute. It's crazy what music does
0: to like, you know, call it the soul. Like I was just mm-hmm. reading a chapter in one of the books that I'm reading on like leadership, but it just said like every day you should put headphones in and listen to something inspirational, something that like kind of sparks whatever that thing is in you that gets inspired mm-hmm. and gets new ideas. But if you know, if you have like good music that you listen to, it can really like change your day and help you get through tough times, motivate you to go out on a show and perform well. It's interesting
1: mm-hmm.
0: um is there any other kind of like practice that you do like even like maybe uh to wind down
1: to wind down yeah like yeah i use a massage roller okay a foam roller yeah 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 every night those I, are awesome yeah i just i crack pretty much every joint in my body yeah and then i just
0: nice then i'm out nice yeah so
1: that's my wind down yeah
0: have you ever bombed <laughs> yeah. really bad yeah yeah. Oh, yeah what is that like
1: this oh man It was terrible. I bet. uh, You don't feel good. Um, The only thing is the audience still came up and were like, I liked your show. But I just, in my own mind, had a different perspective because Mm. it's like things weren't working to my favor. So I bombed, but they still liked it. Right. So it's like, I don't know.
0: Could you sense when you were up there, like you weren't getting the... yeah. The proper looks from people's faces like you can see it oh yeah oh yeah so there's something and i won't say it because it's naughty (laughs) but joe rogan talks about what it's like to bomb in front of an audience doing stand-up comedy and he says i will i'll bleep it out but it's like something along the lines of sucking a thousand something something in front of your mother So, yeah, you can fill in the blank. Yeah. But he said it's (sighs) the worst feeling ever. Like, you're up there all by yourself, lights on you, you got the mic, and people Mm -hmm. are just, like, dead in the face being like, is this what we paid for, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I guess my next question is, like, what was your mentality like after, you know, I know it wasn't like a bomb bomb, but to you it was a bomb. You know, you maybe just didn't perform the way that you wanted to. So how did you kind of, like, get the energy and the enthusiasm to do it again because a lot of people that's quitting time yeah you bomb once and you're like i'm not doing that again thoughts
1: went through my head really yeah uh, it was like man maybe i'm just not cut out for this wow and then yeah i i don't know how i got back on track with with my mindset but uh I eventually did. Yeah, it maybe took like a month or something. Mm. Like it, it definitely took a toll mentally for a while.
0: Yeah, and that's the tough thing yeah. with like even like with what you do, and especially when you're starting out, where you probably don't have like gig after gig after gig where you can get the proper reps in. Right. You know, sometimes like, you know, fighters will talk about how, in basketball, you play a game and you lose a game. That's okay. You're gonna you get to play again in two days so you get to avenge that loss and try again right. but it's like a big performer sometimes it's like you don't perform for another month you don't get that chance or a fighter it's like you might not fight again for 3 months so you lose and now that loss just like right. you're just thinking about it over and over again so um you know it's just interesting to hear people that have like taken a L like that and mm-hmm. then they don't get to redeem themselves so it just stirs in the mind and then you have to perform you know a month later or two weeks later whatever it is
1: yep I can tell you though uh maybe a few months after that bomb I did perform a phenomenal show and I think now mm. that you're saying all of that I can see that yeah that definitely helped okay because then I crushed it I'm like okay uh. all right this is, this is good. <laughs> was, was there
0: uh, was there any kind of like lesson that you took away to like while you're going stir crazy and thinking about the bomb? Was there something specifically about that show that didn't go well, or was it just maybe? I
1: think it was my energy. Mm. I I went up up on stage and, you know, it just it wasn't uh, wasn't. Also, it was a bar, it was uh, a bar show. So I mean, venue is big for for those the types venue. Of shows. It was it was lengthwise. The stage was at the front, but then the bar was along the side of the of the bar, mm. so everyone ordering drinks and stuff are so far away, so right. it wasn't really was it like I had any attention from anybody when I was performing right. to begin with, so I should have came out with more energy, I should have walked the room beforehand, mm. and maybe did some magic with people beforehand, so that right. they know what's was about to happen, Yeah. and then when it comes time for the show, people are amped for it, mm. whereas what I did, I came up low energy, uh, you know, I was in the middle of a tour, so like I was a little tired as well, Right. And those are things that, obviously, I need to. I needed to work on and right. fix. So I, I believe. Having a routine before, I don't think I listened to that song oh, before okay. that show yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So and it's funny, like you know, I'm, I'm sure it's the same. It's probably like this with everybody. But we always learn so much from our losses. Yes. Like when I've had a fight and I've lost. Dude, I will break down that fight over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I still do it with my wins, but not as much. It's like, ah, you know, it just went my way. Like, you know, but there's still a lot of lessons to learn. But you don't always dive deep like that. It doesn't hit the soul the way, like, a loss
1: does. Right. You know? Yeah, you do learn the most from from losses. I like to, anytime I think about learning from losses, it's like, it's the reason the Warriors were 73-9 and and didn't get a chip. Mm. It's because they didn't know what to do when they were losing they had no experience throughout the entire year right they just won so much
0: yeah that's it's such a good lesson like and and we we always talk about this too but just like that you know and ashlyn brought this up too and I'll, i'll ask a question that at the end but like sometimes failure and mistakes can be viewed as like a bad thing but even when i say those words failure mistakes I don't mean them in like a negative way it's just part of life it's like we're we're white belts it's like I don't know what belt you'd be at by now probably damn near a black belt and you're uh, in your craft but when you're starting out you're a white belt you're gonna make those mistakes but it's your job to see where it went wrong and, and learn from them exactly you know and get a stripe on that white belt and there you maybe go. a blue belt and then a stripe on that and a purple belt and so on exactly. you know but it kind of like helps take the brunt of the pain away if you understand that it's like this is the process to get good exactly fail as many times as you can but just learn from those
1: you know Mm -hmm. yeah every failure there's a lesson and every lesson makes you better absolutely so you gotta go out and try and fail yeah yeah it's funny not blow it right blow it but like i mean
0: walk on the fight and just get knocked out on purpose. Yeah, but no, it's like put yourself out there so you're vulnerable to failure. Yeah, You know, if you don't put yourself out there, you might like sit on your high horse with your arms crossed and be like, oh, like I look good all the time because mm-hmm. you're never putting yourself out there. Yep. You know, the comedians or the fighters or the magicians that are out on stage doing the work, having great shows but having bad shows, you know, those are the guys that are getting the reps in and really learning.
1: Exactly. Now yeah. I, I feel like I'm starting to learn what doesn't suit my character and what I need to create for my character Mm. for on stage work so I definitely know that I'm not a black belt yet right but I will be yeah I know that
0: why I know you will because you put in a lot of reps I see like just been following you on social media and I see you always doing gigs always making content you know you and Saul the singer yeah Um, you know you're just always doing the work and that's the most important thing you know you see a lot of people talking about what they want to do or what kind of craft they want to perfect but they mm-hmm. you know you're not seeing that consistent daily practice
1: right you know yep, you gotta be you gotta work every day yeah, you gotta be in every it. single day yeah so what is a what is a TEDx speaker TEDx so TEDx is uh, is like a branch of of TED like TED talks yeah so okay so TED gives their gives permission for local groups and when I say local, I mean like Saskatoon could make a local one here okay. in different groups around uh, the world. And then they apply for a license from TED. They, If they get the license, then they're given instructions on how to organize one. And mm. Saskatoon had one a few years ago, and I somehow was on it and oh, shit. did a, a TEDx talk.
0: What did you get to talk
1: about? I, I talked about how my martial arts training as a child was the best mental lesson for everything mm. in my life.
0: Dang, I got to watch that. Is it online yeah. somewhere?
1: It is, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Like a on a YouTuber or You something? go on YouTube. Uh it's on TEDx what uh YouTube. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check that Just out. Just type in TEDx Hadlin, I think, on YouTube, uh, it'll come up. Okay. Yeah.
0: That man that is a good li- I've been thinking about that lots. Like I don't know if you saw my my recent Instagram post about like the the guy approaching my window like quite aggressively. Yes. Oh yeah and it just made me think right away like exactly what you said too like it's not always just the physical thing but the mental game that you get from martial arts that discipline and the practice and mm-hmm. the overcoming all the failures the little things where you didn't get the jab right or the cross right it's like right. everyone's always chasing that perfect rep but the one thing that it made me realize after that little incident was like it was, i'm lucky it was me because i felt pretty comfortable like i got her big ass here too and like i you know but i was like man like percent of people cannot defend themselves
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and in high school you learn how to play badminton track and field right you know high jump soccer basketball but never on martial arts and how to defend yourself and your loved ones seems
1: weird seems insane you say it like that you know
0: seems crazy to me you know and like we'll learn you know so many just courses that seem like really like this is what we're we're learning right now and it just you know the whole self-discipline thing and practice and and even just what you said like you did a whole talk about the mental game that you took away from martial arts you know yep. there's so much benefit in it but yet we don't we don't see it too much
1: exactly what martial exactly. art did you train in uh, so it's a Filipino style Sikaran. it's a it's a mixture of Sikaran, Sikaran okay. Kung Fu kickboxing and Kempo oh no shit so it's a mixture of, the, of all four of those kids it's a family-run school um, my uncle uh, was just the teacher of it my, okay. my kuya yeah that's Is what they we call, they call it, it oh, instead, like of sensei. Sen- instead of sensei it's kuya
0: Ku- A kuya kuya A, a kuya
1: yeah so that means older brother okay. in filipino oh no shit yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: getting beat by your older brother <laughs> basically <yeah. laughs> that's awesome
1: yeah so wow, that's cool yeah did you compete it, in uh basically in karate tournaments okay we were in a karate school but that was the only place that accepted us. Nice. But yeah, so yeah. Okay. What a, is there? A an... lot of point sparring, a lot of kata. Nice. That sort of those competitions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which can be violent. Like um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same thing. Like I've just watched like uh like Taekw like point sparring like at a high level where they're like, they're trying to take your head off. And oh, yeah. they do a lot. <laughs> so like were we guys getting knocked out? Was it um, like, was it full contact?
1: It wasn't full contact. You have to show control. Okay. If you didn't show control then you didn't they deemed it that you didn't know the technique properly in which case you're now disqualified
0: oh I see yeah. okay that's fair yeah. yeah a lot of life lessons in like hand-to-hand combat hey eh? yeah it's one really good way to test your character hmm is a fight oh yeah you know even if it's like a street fight like how quick do you give up how you know how 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 much can you dig deep and persevere what's going on like getting your ass kicked I was know?
1: once in uh, Red Deer for a tournament we're so the whole martial arts school went out to red deer to compete and uh, the night before night after we went out to the bar so we're all like warm and stretched out we're ready yeah and these guys they were trying to start shit with us and you know what i i dissolved the entire situation because i went up to him i grabbed his shirt and pulled a coin out of it Uh, and then he instantly went from so angry to like Oh what? shit! <laughs> and he ended up giving me twenty bucks after. No. After he wanted to rip our heads off for like.
0: And you know what, man? I'm glad you that that's that's what a real martial artist does. And I said that to a few people, like just when I posted that Instagram video, like people were like, "Oh, like oh, I would have done this or that or whatever." Mm-hmm. And like I, I was listening to a Henner Gracie podcast and Hannah Gracie's a bat he was on Russell Brand's podcast okay he said he's never been in a street altercation because he uses his mouth to avoid all fights he talks his way out of it it's like the you know I think the real martial artists are very good at controlling their emotions and for you you luckily you had that gift of like that wow factor so you knew to do that for some people they (laughs) might be funny they might be like a comedian and they'll try and crack jokes make them laugh and reverse that anger into you know laughter um,
1: Something so, to take them out of that frame of mind. Exactly, that's genius. To jolt them out of it. You Where you're,
0: so whereas everyone else like, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. talk about a hundred to zero real quick.
1: Yeah, because he started to bring his buddies over too. No. And then to,
0: for the show or to fight.
1: Um. Well, initially to fight. Right. And then they were all freaking out and just jumping around and. <laughs> 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 so there's one thing I wanted to, add, and I I, I kind of remember what you
0: said, but just for the you know, may, there might be some new people that haven't heard you before. You said something about, like, your favorite, um, you know, when you do a show or do, like, a street performance, like, one of your favorite things uh, that people do as a reaction was, like, I think you said, like, walk away. Yeah. Like some people will just storm off.
1: Yeah. They'll run away and they'll just be like, I'm out. This is... <laughs> that's my favorite
0: i love that man because it it does happen it's happened to me before too it's like you'll either someone will say something really funny or outrageous or you'll just be blown away like wow factor and like it's like your nervous system doesn't even know what to do so you just walk away you just had enough (laughs) does that happen often Uh, do you you get that one
1: it happens fairly often unless it's like an event then everyone's like a little more reserved yeah so That's actually my job when I go to an event, I need to kind of stereotype people a little bit. I I gotta look at them and I gotta figure out who I think will be the loudest reactors, Uh, just based on seeing them. And I try to go to them first, hmm. get them to react loud, and then that gives permission to everybody else to do the same thing.
0: Interesting. Have you ever read the book Blink? No. It's really good, it just reminded me of what you just said. So this uh, Blink book, is about that initial reaction when you first see someone. Hmm. They said if you look at someone and you make a judgment on them, I forget what the percentage was, but it was very high. Your judgment on them will be much more accurate than if you studied them for 15 minutes. Oh. So it's like our ability to judge people just by first glance and see what kind of person they are. Are they aggressive? Are they soft?
1: Right. Are they loud?
0: Are they quiet? You know, all these things. But that initial blink, like as soon as you see someone, that's usually more accurate than if you knew a little bit of information about that person.
1: Interesting. So you
0: must be a very like naturally like good at person at just blinking and just scanning the room being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's a hell of a talent.
1: It's uh, It's been learned. Right. Yeah. It's over definitely the years. Been learned. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's cool. One thing I can say is that if there's a, a table or a group of Filipinos, oh yeah, you, Those, go, you go to them first oh really? because they're going to freak out. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it's like 99% of the time. Really? I wonder yeah. why. Dude. I don't just have cause... no idea, man. Something about magic with Filipinos. Yeah. They just,
0: Maybe culturally too. Know. Like I find sometimes there are certain cultures that like to act cool or be mm. cool yeah. so they don't want to lose their shit. They don't want to stand up big. Oh, they like, yeah. can like look silly or like laugh super hard. Or, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. So I wonder if there's a little bit of that. A little, like, more, a little more reserved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, what do you like performing in more? Um, like a like a kind of like a banquet or indoor setting or like a stage or like on the street. Oh, uh, ooh,
1: I like all of them for different reasons, mm. but there's no rush greater than being on the stage. Hmm. So
0: okay, I thought you're gonna say in the street. So so, so the, I guess, eh.
1: Yeah, Being on the stage and getting that applause, people freaking out in the audience, like you can't even see them because all the lights are in your eyes anyways, but you know they're there and after the show, you're on like a magic high is what I call it. That's cool. And all I want to do after I perform is go do more magic.
0: Really? Yeah. So it just inspires you to want to do more? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's when you know you're kind of doing the right thing when you like do a show and you're just like oh yeah I need
1: to do that so again. when you when you fight in, in your competitions you get kind of like a, a rush after it's all done
0: oh my goodness yeah I
1: let out the biggest
0: yell I've ever let out in my life yeah like just to, because it's like you know a two-month fight camp so you like for two months you're going stir-crazy thinking about the guy that's doing the same thing preparing to kick your ass right so when that moment is done I, I just I remember getting up and just yelling And then I was just filled with like a rush of like, you did it. Holy shit, you know, but, and then it's a, it's similar, but different. Cause at first you're like, yeah, I want to get right back in there. And then the, you know, the glory kind of settles a little bit. And then you start, the fear starts settling in. Like, do you want to get in there again? That's terrifying. Very stressful. Okay. So there's a bit of like a, yeah, it's, it's a little bit, at least for me, there's some guys that are like born fighters. That's what they do. That's how they identify with themselves they're a fighter mm-hmm. for me it's it was a little bit different like I like competing and I love testing myself but I'm not like just a savage all the time like yeah I just want to fight and smash you know right. it's like I, you know, I want to start a podcast and I, I might want to travel a little bit exactly. so I have to really like make sure my mind is there like if I say yes to a fight I have to be all in hmm. you know just in case I fight someone who's all in right you know if I got one foot out the door and I signed the contract exactly and nice. buddy has got both feet in it's I'm already be, said and done I'm gonna be in trouble
1: yeah do you have another one coming up
0: yeah november oh shit. Yeah. yeah okay it's, it's nothing set in november stone november what november 30th 30th yeah Ooh. yeah all right yeah i'm
1: excited i like that okay yeah excited and nervous is it a saturday or Sunday? i friday? believe it'll be a
0: friday i think friday. it's a friday again okay i think they're trying to keep it on fridays
1: yeah well probably well, that's christmas season for me okay but if i busy. can make it all like if i have a show in town yeah then i'll 100 percent be there. you should
0: be there and make that motherfucker
1: disappear oh <laughs> just, okay jesse wins all right i don't know where the other guy is yeah you just walk up there and <laughs> yeah. just say sleep so and yeah. then he'll go to the ground yeah. One.
0: there you go yeah that's awesome that's cool man so what's on the uh you know the I guess the schedule now for you. I know you just booked a gig.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. uh, every year starting last year, <laughs> so I'm just continuing. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But every year starting last year, because I want to do a, a public show in Saskatoon in my hometown. Uh, so one year last year was the, my magic mentalism show. Okay. And now this year is a hypnosis show and I'm just going to go back and forth. Ah. So, Always coming back with new material, nice. and it recycles every two years. Mm. Even though I'm still doing a show every year, it's just it's every two years it'll cycle through. Okay. And that gives me a chance to travel and tour with that show in other places, mm. and then come back and be nice. it for the, the home crowd. Nice. And uh, my future plans for it is that, because I'm, I'm eventually going to move away from Saskatoon. Okay. And the show in Saskatoon the annual one will always I don't not this year but going forward I'm gonna try to do my best to make it as close to zero like for tickets like oh, like yeah. a free show or something yeah. like just nice. something where like I'm not trying to make money on it it's just yeah you gotta do a it. gift gift back to nice. the Saskatoon I guess I yeah don't yeah that's cool that's a little cheesy but no that's cool man that's
0: awesome <laughs> gotta take care of the roots that's one of like Arnold Schwarzenegger's like uh, six lessons I think the last one was always give back mm-hmm. you know it's like once you've done something you maybe attain like a certain amount of money or whatever it's always nice to just give back in some way mm-hmm. so maybe that's your way of giving back to the community
1: maybe that's awesome. yeah it's cool share some 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 wonder and awe yeah for a moment
0: it reminds me like what you do like just because I listen to so many like uh, podcasts with comedians yeah. they, they talk about how you know there's and, and maybe you can relate to this I want to hear what you say but they'll, they'll shoot a special like they'll, they'll tour and then they shoot their special mm-hmm. and then that moment after the special is done is one of the scariest moments because now you're, you're bone dry you got to come up with a whole new special right. so is that something that you have to do and always like, kind of revamp yeah. and create new stuff for your, for your next show
1: that's something I've just been doing every year, just always finding new material, creating new material, mm-hmm. uh, integrating it slowly into my shows. But one day I will have a team that I'll be able to bounce ideas off of mm-hmm. and we'll be able to create the full two-hour, one-hour show just together before trying anything individually. Because oh. what it is now is, let's say I have ten, 10 routines in a, in a performance. Mm-hmm. I'll swap out one maybe two. Oh, okay. With I something see. new? Right. And then okay, that kind of worked. Maybe we'll maybe we'll try it at the beginning on at the next show or mm. vice versa. You just kind of test and learn. But eventually what I want to do is exactly what they do is okay, that's all gone. Right. Now the next. <sighs> Scary. And man. I want I want a Netflix special or or whatever really? whatever the Sick. platform is that the Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm who knows ready what for it's it. going to be then.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. That's a that's a good goal to have. Yeah, That's cool. The, That's there's no one,
1: one, no magicians, no hypnotists with uh, Netflix specials. Really? Except for, unless you count Darren Brown, but he's a, he's a different, different beast altogether. Right. Have you heard of that guy? No, no. Oh, he's from the UK. He's a magician mentalist who uses hypnotic phenomena sometimes because, just a side note, it's there's some sort of law about doing hypnosis over there so oh. he just can't say he's doing hypnosis oh I see he got a word it different, it's, it's different. Same ch- yeah, I know yeah. right it's, it's dumb but anyways he's yeah Next I look level. up to him and, yeah, yeah. and a lot of stuff and he's currently been doing that for like 30 plus years where he makes a show tours with it mm. and then now you can then you can buy it right whereas right. I think nowadays is, you put it on Netflix right so he's been doing that for a while right huh that's cool so one day maybe. yeah yeah that's <laughs> awesome. it's it's good to
0: have people like that where you can like you know not that you know i guess like a mentor almost but from afar it's like you see someone that's doing big things like that but sometimes it can be tough if you're like paving the way all by yourself and you don't have especially with the internet now it's like we can have these badasses to watch from afar and learn what they're doing and just it gives us bigger goals and dreams you know exactly. it's like now you're talking netflix like that's awesome yeah. I'd be so fucking pumped for you.
1: I I would be That'd so be pumped too, you, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to come back on the podcast as soon as that's done. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> well, oh awesome. I'll come on to promote it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you
0: go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I think that's still probably a good yeah. decade or more yeah. away.
0: That's cool. It just reminded what you said there about um, you know, you almost add one new trick each time instead of like revamping the whole thing and and yeah. erasing the whole thing. And I, I actually heard that that's what a lot of like really high level uh coaches will do with their fighters instead of revamping the entire camp and giving them a whole new style you just give them one new trick
1: Mm. so this
0: everything stays the same especially if they they won and they're doing well and everything's going smooth you just give them one new trick because you can't give them too much it's too much so it's it's funny that you're just kind of adding one good Hmm. one other good lots of parallels between all of this i like it yeah
1: because really when you go and fight you're performing yeah yeah. Like the, you, you you have your stage, which is the ring. Yeah. And you have your audience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's funny because I thought about like this morning, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have Haddon on. Then I was thinking about the similarities and stuff. And then I was still like, I would never do what you do. It would scare the shit out of me. Like if somebody was like, hey, you have one month to go out there Ooh. and like either like do it, like be a comedian, make people laugh yeah. or like do some kind of magic trick. Like If you show me a card thing, I would be so much more scared to do what you do, than to do what I do,
1: you know. <laughs>
0: it's like I would rather just get in my underwear and fight some dude than like you know, talk in front of an audience for ten minutes.
1: <laughs> well, shit, I think I think we got to get you doing that then. Oh
0: man, I know it's it's funny getting out of that comfort zone, right? It, it's something that I've thought about before, like just to really like yeah, like you said, put myself out of my comfort zone. Like
1: I if, feel like you could probably speak on stage and tell some stories and shit, like myself, share your share your stories. I think you'd be able to touch a lot of people with that. Yeah.
0: I, I've thought about it. Like in the back of my mind, I, I'm more open to it. But right now, dude, I, I think I'd black out. I think yeah. I'd start getting tunnel vision <laughs> and fall over. <laughs> yeah. I just like, it's freaky, man. I'm like, um, do you meditate? Uh, yeah. Not yeah. every day. Yeah.
1: But I do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What, what do you, uh, what kind of meditation do you do? Do you just kind of like empty yourself out or is it like, um,
1: yeah, I try to just calm all thoughts and yeah. have no thoughts.
0: Mm. It's funny. I heard like a couple different things, and I'm actually gonna have uh, Corwin Tyson on. He's one of my uh, coming up guests. He doesn't know this, but he already said he would do it one day. Um, <laughs> but he is—he's uh, a Christian, and he talked about because we were talking about meditating, and like the, a lot of meditation is based on like emptying yourself out so you can receive new inspiration, new thoughts, new ideas. Right. But the main idea is just emptying yourself out. And he kind of like put something. he was kind of—I'm not—not like a religious person. I'm not an atheist either, either, but. He just talked about how, for a lot of Christians, the way they meditate is they picture filling themselves up with God, like fill yourself up with inspiration, with love. And I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of cool. It's it's just funny how everybody has their own ideas of and and you know certain things that work for them.
1: Exactly. You know, there's
0: never just one way to do it. It's just there's so I never heard that before. Like fill yourself up with.
1: I like that, too. Yeah, it's kind of it, cool. It, it's a good visual. Yeah. it's a, yeah. It helps. I think that would help uh, some people meditate. I think so, too. And
0: it's always good. Like, my, my coach always talks about this. Like, he, he teaches so many different things because the Bang Muay Thai system is, is really intricate. There's a lot of different moves. But he's honest about you're not going to use all these. Like, mm. take what's good, leave what's bad. Like, kind of like the Bruce Lee, Jeet Kundo. Same thing with meditating. It's like, some things are going to work for you, some won't. Some like to sit down with their legs crossed with the whole, you know, that position. Some yep. people like to lay down. Some people walk while meditating. A bunch of different ways you can do it. You know, it's kind of cool.
1: I feel like um, when I bike, I get into a meditative state because I'm actually literally thinking of nothing. Right. Sometimes I even forget to play the music. Really? And sometimes I play the music and I'm not even hearing it. Right.
0: Yeah. It's like moving meditation. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do that when I walk Layla all the time. Like, if I lay down, I can meditate, kind of, but I get way more inspirational thoughts and new ideas while I'm walking. I'm mm. not sure why. I don't really know what to Do is, you write them down right away? No, but I should, and I was actually going to ask. I, I, I guess I do sometimes, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll write that down later, and then I get there. I'm like,
1: no! It's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I was gonna ask, do you write your goals down? Are you a big writer? Like can you kind of
1: I have my goals written down, yeah. yeah. I also try to write down everything I possibly can, uh just when I have a chance to. Mm-hmm. Which again, sometimes sometimes I'm heading to the notebook. By the time I get there it's gone. I'm yeah. like, come on.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, you should, uh, like, I know Rogan, I think, has, like, a little app where you just hit record, and he'll just say it. Like, while he's, oh, like, that. mid-walking, he's, like, talk about this, and then he just puts his phone away, and at least it's on there.
1: Yeah, see, the, I would use my phone more. It's just, I need to find a system to organize that, because, got like sometimes I'll write ideas in right. there, but then I have, like, three different apps that I've been writing ideas, right. in and it's, like, all jumbled. and Yeah. Are, are yeah. you old school? You like writing on paper? I prefer it, because... It gives me the, the tactile yeah. feedback, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And mm-hmm. now it, I see myself writing it, and then it's, right. I remember it easier.
0: And your phone's not gonna like all of a sudden erase everything. On yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm like that too. I'm old school. I like there's certain things that I need to write down. Like I have like a day planner for my phone, but I'm not using that. I just mm. I'd never check it. I'll check this though for mm. some reason. Trying yeah. To keep those old things
1: alive. I do like the idea of having something for just one purpose like mm-hmm. a specific purpose right because like it's all it definitely is nice having a phone that can do so many things and yeah. do almost everything but sometimes it's nice to just have
0: yeah it's separate yeah like, do you listen to, are you do you read books or you're like
1: an audible i prefer to listen to books mm. but it depends on the book sometimes right. i can read a book and i'm just like a magic book right i can just crush through that yeah yeah, I can
0: listen to podcasts, but I have to read a book. I need oh. the actual book. Interesting. And I, I tried doing the Audible thing, but I listened to so many podcasts that I didn't want to just be listening uh, all the time. There you
1: go. So you have separated where right. listening is for podcasts, right. books are for reading. Yeah,
0: I needed that morning ritual. I just felt good to like open pages mm-hmm. and actually read and sit there and you know not have my phone on at all. So yep. Yeah, it's interesting. Nice. Um, I like that. There's one other thing. So with with like writing things down, how, you know, like you you seem like you're probably a pretty good guy at following your intuition and listening to your gut feelings. So do you ever, you know, when you write a goal down, does it ever conflict with where your intuition or your gut feelings want to take you? Or are you pretty spot on with whatever you write down? Like you just know that that's the direction that you want to head in.
1: Yeah, I guess if I were to answer that, it'd be just Mm. just. They always align.
0: Right. Okay. Nice. Because the only reason I bring that up is I I don't know where I heard this and I I wish I could give credit to them, but it was a cool idea. Again, not that religious, but I love the idea of it. It made sense to me. And they said that you shouldn't write a five-year goal down because it leaves no room for God's plan. Hmm. And to me, when I hear God's plan, I just think of intuition or, you know, your gut feeling. It's like sometimes I'll, you know, one year plans I'm cool with, five years, it's almost too far. I've grown so much within five years that sometimes it's tough for me to write a goal down that I want to go in five years. But I might have changed so much, and I want to go this way, but the goal says to go this way. right. So now I'm in a conflicting thing where it's like oh, deep down I want to, I want to pull the trigger on this, but okay. like I wrote this down, I gotta get this done.
1: Fair. yeah, so Fair. it's just something
0: I, I wanted to ask and see how strict you were with like writing things down and but if it aligns, then yeah, you're onto something.
1: see my guess I'll just tell you my goal my my big goal and aspiration is to be the, the top hypnotist in the world mm. and whatever whatever time that is yeah i know it's definitely more than five years from now yeah more than 10 years from now it, it's a long ways away yeah but i that's awesome that's one of my goals and then everything that i do on the day-to-day like my goals today or my goals for the week goals for this year they've all always aligned towards that
0: that's amazing do you think that martial arts has helped you play the long game you know, a lot of people,
1: they... Uh, think so. It's they, helped me to learn. Right. Like, definitely helped me learn. Mm. Every time I pick up something new that I need to learn, I find that I'm able to pick it up quickly. Mm. And and it's not that I go through it once and I understand and learn it. It's that I, I know that you need to go through it multiple times, over yeah. and over and over, and then you learn it. Right. Quality reps. Yeah. It's the reps. It's doing... 10,000 kicks yeah exactly instead of learning 10,000 kicks you do one kick 10,000 times exactly that sort of thing yeah
0: That's awesome man cool Um, We got 55 minutes Woo! so what I'm going to do is I'm going to shut this off just because the anchor app stops at an hour And then I'll reboot it for the five questions,
1: okay, all right deal All
0: right, we're back Sorry about that you got to do it every time we reach uh, close to an hour so Now, it's time for the five questions with Mr. Hadlin, the hypnotist. All right. Um, First of all, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. I really do appreciate it, and, and I appreciate what you do as well. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast is I really put a lot of value in people that are creating things for people to view and, you know, get entertainment out or inspiration, a laugh, a holy shit moment, and you're out there on the front line, really doing that, and you know, just spreading all the goodness, and really kind of expressing yourself through whether it's magic or hypnotists or, you know, your TED talk, all that stuff. I just love what you do, and I, I really appreciate what you do. So, well,
1: thank you very yeah. much, man. Yeah, I yeah, really buddy. appreciate those kind of words. Yeah, this
0: is awesome. All right, so five questions first one's about food again so every every one of the five questions always starts with food okay I got a sweet tooth so I want to always want to know what people's like food ideas are and what they love so with your question uh, performing can be exhausting both mentally and physically what's your favorite meal before and
1: after a show Ooh, okay uh, I don't eat before a show okay so Good call. there's no nothing going in coffee
0: or anything Uh. yeah have yeah, a coffee? sure. Okay. If
1: there's coffee available, coffee. Right. Nice. Uh but after a lot of the times it's a uh, banquet food. Mm. So like mashed potatoes, gravy and okay, prime rib, like big hearty almost, meals almost almost every time. Really? It's uh, <laughs> that, so I mean. Okay. But then it'll change depending on the banquet hall, but Right. That's but, yeah.
0: interesting you say you don't eat before a show because like I know before like before training or before a fight or anything, like I, I like to do it on an empty stomach. Like mm-hmm. if, if I eat even two hours before I train, I, I won't have a good session. Usually it's mm-hmm. like gotta be four to five hours before. Okay. Sometimes I won't even eat at all. I'll just train on an empty stomach and then fuel up after. I just find I have a a lot of, like, mental juice and energy. Yep. Do you find that, like, sometimes your energy will get zapped by digesting food and then you go on stage and you're not quite there?
1: 100%. I've had shows where I ate a giant meal and I'm just, like, sluggish. Yeah. Because my body's working so hard to digest it and then I'm like, where did my energy go? Right,
0: huh. (laughs) so you don't eat before show just maybe a coffee if, if it's there and then yeah. afterwards like big hearty mashed potatoes and yeah. whatever they got exactly. in the buffet yeah. exactly cool good call oh yeah alright uh, number two if you are forced to only do one of your talents which one would it be and why so you have to either pick like magic uh hypnotism magic magic yeah hands down what kind yeah. of magic
1: sleight of hand okay yeah nice Yep. Yeah. without a hesitation oh yeah Good. Uh, just that's just where it all began mm. and that's my right. that's where my full passion lies okay. in magic cool
0: okay awesome uh, number three what is one of your favorite failures and how has it helped you grow could have been like a bad performance bad relationship bad something in business maybe you undercharge yourself
1: okay that's a good question uh, immediately i want to jump to the time that i i bombed but i'm going to come up with a different example okay, for you okay. uh it's probably man you know what okay come back to <laughs> it if we could yeah <laughs> give me a chance to just yeah, yeah.
0: scrub so,
1: through my memory banks here I'll, I'll even
0: why while you're uh while you're thinking about it and i said this to ashlyn just to kind of give her an idea I have. A you got answer. one? Yeah. All right.
1: Let's but you no, know, what did you say to Ashlyn?
0: Well, I basically just said like mine was like an accumulation of bad jobs that just made me feel rotten inside and this mm-hmm. kind of like we were talking about earlier how it just was soul crushing, you know, doing all these jobs. So it was like an accumulation of one bad jo- job after the other that made me really realize like oh, you have to just do what you want to do in this life, mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to really struggle being happy. So as soon as I made that connection of all these other jobs are making me feel rotten martial arts doesn't that's where you're going
1: right yeah so and this is like a failure right yeah yeah, yeah. or
0: like a yeah call it a failure a mishap a mistake you know a hiccup okay. yeah
1: okay um, so there was a time when I would uh, make a vlog every day and I said I was gonna make it to a thousand mm-hmm. I made it to 223 before falling off and basically failing right but what I took from that is one of it's a great lesson because that entire time I was learning video work, learning how to make videos, and I feel like just looking back on that failed attempt mm-hmm. at becoming famous a vlogger, yeah, 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 that you know those video production skills I'm now using to make my own videos, awesome. which is then saving me money right. by not having to pay thousands of dollars for videographers mm-hmm. and people to edit the video because I've learned how to do it. Right.
0: See, and that's one of those things where, like I was saying, if you have a five-year plan, mm-hmm. but your intuition steers you another way, I wonder what would have happened if you would have continued and hit the thousand mark. Right. Right, because right then you were probably like, ah, oh, this maybe it just didn't feel right, or you weren't liking the the progression of it, so you mm-hmm. went another way, and now you know it probably enhanced your life, you know, with all the video editing
1: skills that you did. It definitely has. It's made it's made, awesome. it's made uh, making marketing. The marketing side of my business a lot easier, yeah, by being able to do that right
0: so. and and it's it's kind of cool to seeing like your online stuff and your videos and your vlogging it's entertaining and it's like creative, it's like a fun way to market, whereas like sometimes when you're marketing something it just marketing just sounds boring it does but the way you do yeah. it is like fun it's like you're waking Saul up like you need a song <laughs> you know and it's just it's all like kind of cool
1: spoiler it's alert, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I vlogged
0: yeah. today. And uh, woke him up again for another oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. He's good shit. He's coming oh, yeah. on there. To, uh, I think I think he's going to be my next guy because I, I message him right after you said that you might not be able to. Yeah. And he said he was good, so I'm we might do the podcast with him tomorrow, and nice. then he'll be next Wednesday. Awesome. Yeah. So for that Cool. All right. So number four. We kinda talked about this a little bit, but I'll maybe let you elaborate or you can just give me the, the similar answer. Okay. Uh, do you have a daily habit or ritual that helps improve your life? Meditating, reading?
1: Yeah, that would be coffee and massage roller. Okay. Foam roller. Nice. I don't know what it is about that foam roller, but uh. I have no idea how I lived without that thing before. Isn't, isn't it crazy? I don't it doesn't make sense. Like what did I do when my back was tight before like I just accepted it yeah Yeah. I know it's funny hey there's all these like free tools
0: for humans like we always think like oh you need tools to fix your vehicle you need tools to fix your house and every like your laptop you need it you need to get it like you know revamped and the hard drive cleaned out Mm -hmm. but what tools do humans have to better our lives one of them is a massage roller, <laughs> like foam roller. It's amazing because I recently discovered it like three years ago. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten a massage in a long time. I used to pay for them quite a bit, but yeah. that that and the
1: la- lacrosse ball, game, oh, yeah. game changer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I lost mine in the house somewhere. No, it's, it's, sh- it's there somewhere, yeah. but those are good for the little knots. Yeah,
0: so daily habit that you don't really miss is the foam roller and, and coffee.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Coffee
0: pretty- in the morning right when you wake up?
1: Yeah, I, I created a coffee station right outside my yeah, bedroom door, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now I can
0: just cook coffee in my underwear. And <laughs> That's awesome. Talk about convenience. Yeah. That's awesome. Alright, so number five. Last question. This might be a little bit more thought-provoking, but Good. I think you got it. So, you've been an entertainer for many years, performing in front of live audiences, creating online content, and running your own business. What is the greatest lesson you've learned so far?
1: greatest lesson that I've learned out of all of that is that when you pick something to do and you decide to do it it's just going to happen like there's no other Mm. option like if you leave yourself with another option that's what's going to happen but if you leave yourself with the only option is attaining that that's what happens and you're living proof
0: 2011 you walked away from your paid job to follow this this dream and here you are, 2019, still doing it. <laughs> still doing it. Cutting still safety kicking. Nets. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's cool, and I've heard that so many times. Like, if you have a safety net, you better believe you'll fall on it. Yeah. You know, and like, it just seems like you when you had that moment where you're getting all these inquiries around Christmas time. It was either do or die, sink or swim, and you just said, "Yep, cut the safety net to the old job and paddling yep, the hypnosis was
1: born." Let's go. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Like when you put your mind on something. That's it. Go all in. You just do it. Yeah. There's no trying. There's no attempting. Yeah. Just do it. Awesome. Love it. Good lesson, buddy. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah. Awesome.
0: That's it. That's all.